I have a, a written thing from the Dalai Lama there who says, um, never give up, never give up, give up, don't matter uh, what is going on. Mm. Well, he, he means it to cultivate the heart instead of the mind. Mm. And of course, in that sense, I, I keep on not giving up. Mm. I really know this is the only thing to fight for in life. But on the other side, I feel I have to give up. No, I have to give up because otherwise I'm always It depends what you mean, no? giving up what, you see? Mm. What you mean, giving up? What, what is it you, you must? You must not give up and you must give up. What are we talking about? I think that what I never should give up is my, well, if you call it my search for the real truth, no? Uh, uh. Even after you find it, <laughs> will you be able to recognize if you have such strong, you know? Sometimes we are more attached to the journey than the discovery, even sometimes, because the journey happens in the mind, but the discovery happens in the heart, and sometimes. Uh, strangely enough, it can appear that somehow the journey makes brings all the passion, brings the brings the friction, brings the the anticipation, brings the the struggle, brings the urge, brings the longing, brings the fight. What happened when you were home? You see, yes, first you are home, and then somehow the momentum of that urge is still somehow the energy. Just like if you are dreaming, you are dreaming, you are being chased by an elephant. What, why did I say that? <laughs> you film you're being chased by an elephant or a tiger, and then you wake up. But still, you continue, the heart still beating, sweat still coming. But now you know it's not true. But still, after a while, it quietens, it comes back down again. Sometimes, when you come to a place of recognition, sometimes the remnants of that, or the sort of the echo of that urge is still in the, in the vein, still in the body. You have to be okay with this also, um, but for some people, then it's the proving point, it's the defining moment, whether you are more attached to the idea of being a seeker, of getting somewhere and having something report and and having a sense of measurement and to tell your friends, oh, this week I really succeeded. I meditated for half an hour, or whatever mm. it is, because some people trivialism might sound, that's at the heart of their, yeah. their their you know. Their intention, even you know, but it's dressed in this thing like you know, I'm, I'm just want to find the truth. So, um, okay, that aside, I started this question from what what is to give up, why to not give up, and why why to give up. So why to why to not give up, meaning what to not not give up your you know your search, your search for the truth. Don't give up. But at some point, you you have to be somehow open enough, relaxed enough to recognize that you know something is coming from the mind now. Now something is coming from the mind. And one part of what I would call the the joy and the expression of freedom is to know when to give up something, <laughs> let 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 go of it also, and the freedom that you don't have to finish what you have started. At the finishing point, you can finish early. If you see something is not uh, going, you can chop it. But if the voice is too strong to mind, you should never give up. 
and some people are living at life, even relationships, I will never give up. What a torture mm. for someone who wants to give up, he doesn't need to give up, and the other one can't give up. Mm. You know? They're cutting off your leg, but you know, I can't give up, I can't, I can't give up on you. And I've seen it with my own eyes mm. like this. And I thought, why? What is crazy? What a crazy thing. Sometimes you have to come to your senses and say, but you know, enough. So you are right. The great purpose of your life, the highest purpose, is not to be a mother, not to be a wife, not to be a doctor, not to save the world, but to find out who you are. Because some power is mothering through you, isn't it? Mm. If you don't know that, because I see many people who their child is the most important thing in the world, and I see that their mothering is not such a a great deal. Maybe in their own mind they think, but they think they are mothering, but they are smothering their infants. Don't give them no space to breathe. Everything is, you know, it's like a I've seen all type of things like this, right here in Brixton. You have to leave town for that. You see. So if I f- I would be one person who say, if you feel this urge, go for it. I don't think you are abandoning your child. I think you are full of love. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, it may be a gift. Why should she not have six months with her father? Also, yeah. why is he not? Why is he not capable? It's almost like a mistrust. Mm-hmm. Like the mother is always just the best. The father is only kind of like an appendage. But he can maybe take care of his child. Many fathers are better mothers than mothers. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that they are some people quite capable of doing quite well. And life will give you this opportunity. Mm. It is consciousness that gives this opportunity for you to 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 fully, you know, immerse yourself in 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 the truth that you are discovering also. So sometimes I don't advise you listen to many people. Mm. Sometimes you're even listening to dead people. Even even dead living ones, they are speaking things because it's easy to give an opinion to you, which they themselves can't take. So you know, just I feel in the end it's a good thing, because sometimes you will find that, like I was saying in satsang, maybe all the people in the world, with all the people that are closest to you, at the forefront of of this huge world queue, saying you are very bad, you are. But inside you feel, you know, that's okay. I cannot be any more anywhere better and truer than I am right now. So your pointing finger does not frighten me, it doesn't matter. A part of our mind is so afraid of being judged, you're not a good mother. It is part of your sadhana mm. to face this type of thing because it's a fear. And you try to be so good. Then you are going to have this type of thing. You are you are not good enough, and I say, don't try to be so good. Mm. Yeah? Don't try to be so good. Just do what is right in from from your heart. Don't uh, you know? Because if you are trying to be so good, it's usually for other people to kind of acknowledge that. Look, you know, you are so good. You think, oh. Somebody, somebody sees. <laughs> it's such a pressure to be 
have to be good. And Sri Ramana said something beautiful because he says all good qualities manifest spontaneously in the awakened state. Meaning that it's not the cultivated good, it's the ego that's trying to cultivate to be good. But your natural being is naturally good. More than good, more is divine. Because good still has certain kind of conditioning around it. More than that is that you are such an intuitive, you're in your intuitive being, so that you don't have a planned set, a standard about good and bad. Your responses are completely spontaneous and appropriate. You see. So in a in given situation, you might say yes, no, yes, maybe, perhaps, and in every in every moment, every answer is appropriate. You don't have a standard answer for a standard question, because you know it's really not true. There are no standard questions, standard answer. That you're not just answering a question; you're answering a questioner, because your consciousness is much more refined than what is cultivated through society and like that. So this is why I encourage everyone to completely immerse yourself in this, without any kind of expectation. Just because your art compels you somehow, invites you into this, and some part of yourself is so, something authentic, an authentic, an authentic presence, impulse, is recognized and gone with, and everything is okay. Don't worry. Occasionally, someone falls through a hole in the universe, and you find yourself in another space, and nobody can imagine where you are. You're walking on the planet, but somehow you're in another space that only few, only the Buddhas walk. And that falling through the hole happens inside yourself. You fall out of the hole through the hole of conditioning, and so you fall out of this. <coughs> you don't belong to anybody, not even to you. Then you won't have to take advice how I should be like this and how you should be. Something is very, very different. I am really, you know, some really encouraging the people. To come, come inside this. Come inside. Come inside yourself. Come. I don't tell them go. Go is out. Come is here. Come inside. Stay here. Stay here. And stop trying to work things out. Just come into. Into your own silence. No. Sometimes I try to convey a little bit with words, and not just only with words, but with words, a bit directly from the state, what you may call that's here, you know. That it's not doing anything at all. There's perceiving, and there is very, very um, subtle, a subtle pulse of intuition or something. And it's like something has cut the umbilical cord 
to the conditioned mind. And you have no concern at all. It's not that you are a dropout, you have completely you you don't know not I don't know what it is like this, but you are completely at uh, peace in your being. There's not a, not even that you are doing anything at all. You're not maintaining, sustaining, retaining nothing. Just there is this subtle presence, this intuitive presence. And it's not concerned about tomorrow and what we always should work this thing out. Of course, it can use the mind in practical functions. Then when it's finished, the mind folds up and goes back into silence again. No, no wasted energy. It is like that. So it's at the end it's just to recognize what is there that stops you from that happen, no? You can look at that this part of your that's part of your very virile inquiry. Mm. If you have a very pronounced feeling that something is stopping you, something block, then you can bring that into the light of the inquiry. Mm. What is it that blocks and blocks who? And really look and see if you can really recognise the those components. Sense of a block and the feeling that I feel blocked and see if you can find this blocked me. And be steady and persistent about it. Don't swap your question for another question because the block is stronger. No, what sees the block even? You see? Because the sense of a block is there, and then the concept that you must break through that block also comes. And there's another voice, another reminding that just tells you, but you are the you are the witness of this. If you drop intention, just just get to know that you are here. You are the one who is here. Mm-hmm. That's all. Hold on to your being. And before, I think it was this this feeling I have to I have to keep I have to keep this yeah. bliss. No, you see, I have but to. <laughs> but I'm asking everybody for so long to find out who is doing saying these things yeah. because this voice is a very very persistent voice. I must keep. I must you know. I must hold to my sadhana. I must be true. Okay, very good. But who is it? Mm. Who speaks those words? Out of what mouth are these words emanating? Look and see. Out of what mind? <laughs> no, stick with mouth. Mm. See if you can find, because that has that has a sense of an entity attached to the rest of the mouth. And they say, okay, what mind? And it becomes a bit abstract. But where is it? who's speaking it? Who is saying this thing? That you know, I'm, you know, I've got to, I've got to, I must never give up. Mm. And that thought is purchased somehow in your being. And then so you unite yourself with that intention. I must not give up. So you've just taken up an eternal employment. I must never give up. Never give up. Is there anybody who can be like this? And don't know mostly failure. How much more easier to realize that which cannot be picked up or lost? In whose presence this this I must never give up 
is recognized as merely just a thought and discarded. And thereafter you are the effortless, you are the effortless seeing, in which no doubt can come, no doubt can distract. So you you are not the one who have to look after you. There is no you in this sense. Everything is washed completely into silence. Either you are a doer, and this is what I am saying sometimes, there may be in us still this sort of uh, feeling that, oh, I must never give up. It sounds noble. Yeah, never give up the search. But who is speaking? Does it say never give up until, okay, until the search is over? How will I know? It just it just finds new questions to keep asking. And is this really it? How can I be a hundred percent sure? That voice travels all the way, all the way. It goes all the way with you. If you don't cut it by finding out who, who is speaking it. Who is speaking it? Here is the clue. There is awareness of this question arising. And in the awareness in which this question arises, is there any attachment for this question from the position of awareness? Whose question is it? The day the, 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 the potency of this question reveals itself, you are going to strike your head. Go. This question washes everything away. Not just the question, but the, the seeing through of it. Because there is this lingering loyalty to this identity, that still, after, after speaking face to face with God itself, still comes back and so, Oh, that was a really nice conversation. I'd like to have another one. The Lord Himself comes and says, Look, together you look. Look, you don't exist. Wow! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! That's... You wait until I tell my friends. That's what it will say. It will still not get it. It will get it as a sort of knowledge. Oh, yes, you know, I had the most. Mad. Wicked conversation we got today, and still you missed. You missed the point. You missed it. You see, the ego survives another day, another encounter, and only you will see it, will break it. So at a certain point, if what I call being awake is to is to be untrickable. By these voices, because everybody's tricked. All the beings are tricked, you know. Yes, but what do I do now? Say, so, who speaks? Who's speaking it? You give no, no opportunity to to really investigate where this thought comes from. Somebody comes to your door, okay, and uh, he's got a big bag in his hand and stuff, and says, "I've." I've come to read your meter. Most people say, "Can I? Can I see your? Can I see some ID or something?" You say, "Oh, come on in. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, in, in the bedroom. You know. Yeah, just pass. Just not just near to my wallet. You will see the meter." 
I'll go make you a cup of tea. <laughs> Don't you check out something? Something that, that seems to be holding your life hostage. Don't wouldn't you want to check it out? So like this, but we we feel such a trust, a natural trust, or maybe just true habit. You just don't question this thing, and so the questions persist. They continue. People still asking. Two, three years after the introduction of self inquiry, four or five years. So yes, but uh, you know what I think now is that I should. I said, who? Three years I'm asking you who? You who? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah, Mujia, I get it, I get it. Yeah, you who? Thank you, Mujia. Don't get it. Don't get it. It's maybe like there's a part of the the skull that just becomes super thick, so it doesn't actually go in. Everything else going, you know, yeah. pizza. <laughs> the next retreat, the next book, everything. Ah, oh, wonderful. No, I, I also realize sometimes in the in the in the satsangs. No, I get so tired, mm. and my eyes seems to fall down, and I'm like, come on, listen, mm. understand. <laughs> sometimes it can be that some tiredness happen because there is actually some. Sometimes it can be, but I know, feel it's deep. more my. Sometimes then you might be right. Sometimes it's just a beautiful excuse of the mind. Yeah. Yeah. When something inside that part, which is retaining an identity, that appears to be so um, established, that is now functioning almost as a separate entity. Like a like a spirit. Its base is thought, believed in, and gradually it's almost separate and become its own its own entity. Now it's speaking to you. And something is avoiding detection or something. One day I was I don't know, some of you might have heard one man was coming here, he was a priest actually. And we were talking and he was like we were talking and he had a very powerful voice. And we were talking, and he was asking, well, What is this inquiry? And we're going into it. And I said, Now, this point now, you know, who is watching this? <laughs> anyway, anyway. And I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. Anyway, I don't get this point that you, you, you are talking about. What really? I mean, what 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 are you saying here? You know, blah, 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 blah. yes, yes, but I mean, but who exactly is not getting it when you say that? Oh, <laughs> it was such. I wish I had uh, some camera to take these things, that I show you how these type of phenomenon can be. It's like complete shutdown. Like, don't listen to that. <laughs> Okay, now <laughs> it is like a com- like a comedy, <laughs> and uh, people there's something just goes off, and then it's like sometimes it pretends like it's meditating, it's fast asleep. 
And this is why sometimes the, the masters used to shake people that don't meditate. But that's kind of like blasphemy. What you have? The whole point is to meditate. The whole point is to meditate, to go into samadhi while I'm speaking. So no, no, don't do this. Be alert. Be alert. And uh, and understand. Don't go off into into meditation. Be alert. Sometimes it's like this it happens with sometimes also. I don't worry. But sometimes if I am feeling like this, I say, "Come, you come and sit here or something. You come and sit here, because if you come and sit here, you will not go to sleep." It's a wonderful technique. You come up on stage and sit here. You are dropping off down there. Come and do. It. Come sit here, and let me sit where. <laughs> I don't know if they're sleeping with eyes open or yeah. they, are, they are very different. But these things they're nothing. Still some power within yourself is cooperating a little bit. Otherwise, this is soon over. It can be a lifelong struggle or it can be soon over. Hmm. Don't get too mental about it. So you get into self doubt and yeah, maybe it's my mind, maybe uh, get into too much of this because somehow the mind is involved in that so much, that aspect of mind. You you spend some time alone. You have some time when you're really just alone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You mean when I'm at home and yes, yes, my yes. normal life? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, quite a lot of time now that I'm separated from the father of my child. Yeah. It's much better because yeah. before we were all stuck together. There was, I never had time for myself. Now, mm. he is with her a few times, so I have quite lots of. And when you're alone, you're in you're alone in emptiness, or you're or you're thinking a lot. I have this tendency, I think, to get a lot in my mind, and the machine is going on. But my experience was when I after I came the last time, even my mind was so noisy. Or yeah, how what you call this fire was burning there, mm. no? I was there watching it, no? Yeah, so uh, this is an important point because no, mind can be noisy. Yeah. And and then but it doesn't matter. Mind can be noisy, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Because the power is not in the noisy mind. It's not it's not the mind saying I am noisy. It's something saying mind is noisy. Mm. You see the interest, the attention looking at mind say mind is noising it. Because you 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 have a, a relationship with it. The mind is noisy, but if mind is simply just a movement, a wave, mm. and there's awareness of this noisiness, but something can just withdraw the attention from that. It won't be noisy for very long, because it does need the endorsement of your your attention to 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 stay as noise. Mm. 
So if you are kind enough with yourself, as always do, even you don't even at a certain point you don't even say mind is noisy. It's just like any other thing. It's just like the tree trembling outside. It's you who will determine whether this is distracting or not. A thought doesn't know it is distracting. Mm. You see, if something says, "Oh, uh, this is where this this is distracting me," which itself is another thought. You see, if it's there and is you aware, like you don't say, "Oh, it shouldn't be there," or "My mind should be blank," or "I should have no thoughts," which are all kind of like thoughts, and then something is trying to measure up to that standard which you create, which then creates a pressure in you, and we are doing this all the time. So let everything just be there. Let everything be come and go. You stay as the beingness, and the more you 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 acknowledge this, recognize this, the greater the space is inside. At a certain point, you will stop reporting about the behavior of the mind and you know emotions, which everybody is doing. Everybody is telling the story of their fleeting emotions, and it comes across like it is a kind of. Uh, like it's enduring, like it's something that is, but it's just momentary. But uh, we give attention to it. It seems like this is the state of what's going on. Nothing is going on. Even sometimes the very thing you say is going on is actually not going on right now. We had an example of that in satsang. I'm talking to somebody who was talking. I said, "When was this? Six years ago? Six bloody years ago? You're talking. Uh, you're bringing now in satsang, like it was. It's just happened this morning or something. Six years ago." One time, uh, uh, I met a woman in the market. I was coming home. She said to me, "You know, so how how are you now?" I said, "I'm fine." She said, "Oh, because the last time I saw you, you had this really bad headache." I said, "Really? When was that?" "Oh, six months ago." You think I had a headache for six months, <laughs> holding it just to tell you that it's gone now? So sometimes some very silly things come into our thoughts. We're stuck, and much of what we're talking about doesn't exist anymore, except some seed of memory, and we are retaining a sense of importance about these things, and they have no life. They're finished. So this is why when I say look only to now in the now, actually nothing. Because there can never be a history of now. It's now. There's no history of now. You have to go to memory, then history. So now, no history. In the now, you can say, but nothing is happening. What is happening? If your mind doesn't pick up and start to add cement to your perception, then everything is just liquid. It's just passing. They say, oh yeah, this thing happened. Then somehow, mm, you create a kind of psychic photograph of that, and then you save it. You say, oh yes, this happened. But you speak to everybody in the room; they don't have the same memory of you about it. So it's only something very personal. I don't know if it matters all these things I'm talking about now. The point is that in our rightful mind, in the natural mind, nothing is going on. There's only there's only the space for presence. There's only the space of presence. There's only the vibration, the 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 current of being, vibrating, and it's very 
joyful. Maybe sometimes people find the word joyful misleading. I call it joyful. Maybe you can use the word content. Maybe you can use another peaceful, I don't know, or no word at all about it. But it's certainly not busy trying to figure out anything. And this is why you can see so clearly then, because you're not your 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 vision is not invested with some other projection. You're just like emptiness. And in the emptiness everything is seen very cleanly. And it's not leaving any footprints. You see? Because you're not trading, you're only perceiving, just like you can look at this hand very acutely in complete detail, and yet it doesn't leave any impression inside. No no footprints. 